Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, Lou. Hi, Sue. It's good afternoon today. It is good afternoon. It's a bit random for us recording in the Arvo. We've got um, a little pile of lollies. <laughs> every time we've been, well, not every, that's dramatic. <laughs> Lately, every time we've been coming into the studio, Ashton's just, uh, she's having a bit of a rough time. <laughs> Last week, she almost fainted. Today, she's a bit sleepy. So we have to pull out the uh, hidden lolly stash for her to give her a little boost of energy. I really want to, we should put the little clip in of me going, wait, I'm about to faint <laughs> on our Instagram so you guys can see the moment of it happening. <laughs> but yeah, we're just going to keep a little stash here in the podcast studio. Just to keep me going. Ashton's lolly jar. The Lou's lolly jar. It's weird because you've got Lou's the low, low blood. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lou's lollies. You've got the low blood pressure. I know. I'm the one that should be feeling all funny. Yeah. I had a protein shake before I came. Oh. I had a really late lunch and I was like, I'm going to have a protein shake because I remember the only one other time we did an afternoon recording session. We were we were horrible. It was bad. We left and we were like, that was not a good. Not good energy. We just get too tired. We're such babies. Yeah. <laughs> like literally pull it together. Plus we don't have a muches in the afternoons. No muches in the Arvo. Like we could, but like obviously I want to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> Okay, but also coming from the girl that drinks like five cups of green tea before bed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a different type of caffeine. Still caffeine. Do you still feel the green tea caffeine in a green tea? No. Oh. <laughs> I think because like you know how much green tea I drink. Like yeah. I drink so much green tea, it's sickening. Surely it's accustomed. Your body's accustomed it's to so it It's so used now. to it. It's like, oh, here's another cup. <laughs> like I just drink so much tea. People laugh at me for it. I'm like, I can't live without it. You are a tea girl. I am a tea girl, but also such a coffee decaf. Decaf girl. girl. And a matchy girl. Yeah, you're an everything girl. I love liquids. Mm. love margaritas too, but, mm. you know. <laughs> oh, we are getting so off topic here. <laughs> we are very excited about this episode because oh. we are going to be talking all about our travel experiences, all of our adventures. Oh, and like this is really <laughs> – Oh. <laughs> So giddy this afternoon. I think it's just because it's like nice doing like an upbeat topic, you know. Mm. Past few weeks have been like, Ugh. yeah, lifting the vibes, you know. So a bit more fun. And I think flirty, a bit flirting. <laughs> oh, we've got some good stories as well to tell. But mm-hmm. um, I think I'm excited to talk about our travel adventures because this is like the crux of our friendship, really. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've the main thing we've done together is live together and travel together. Well, we've only. <laughs> to live together again we only lived together once for like (laughs) like all we've done no but you (laughs) you kind of lived with me a bit in sydney like you know 
Oh. Like, I feel like we've always just, like, been in each other's back pockets. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We have. (laughs) Hopping around the world. It feels like we've lived together a lot longer than what we have. Yeah. And we are about to live together again. Again. Oh, well, we should just update them on our life plans. Shit. We'll do the mantra of the week. We always forget. (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean that in a negative way either. We love the mantra of the week. This one is so (laughs) cringe. We just giggled at it, but I love it. It's fitting for this app. Take it it away, Lou. All right. Let me just start again. This is our... Mantra of the week. It kills me every time. So repeat after me. Planet Earth is my playground. Planet Earth is my playground. I will not let any fears stop me from enjoying this wonderful experience. I will not let any fears stop me from enjoying this wonderful experience. Love that. It's so funny, but it's really cute. Planet Earth is our motherfucking playground. The world is our oyster. The we say Earth. that to each other all the time. All the time. We'll be like, what are, what's the plans? What are we doing? The world's our oyster. We just bop around, bop here. We literally do just skitty scut. Skitty scut. Skitty scut. Skitty The world is here to be explored and we mm-hmm. are Dora the Explorers. <laughs> I literally always say I look like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> too, if you had short hair. If I had, when I did have my short hair, I used to look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I look like Dora the Explorer. She like, put a black real. wig on. I know. Or a dark Dora brown. the Explorer. Oh, I need to crack my Dora, neck. Dora, Dora the, the Explorer. Explorer. Dora. Swiping, no swiping. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Um... Who's ringing? Nikki. Huh? <laughs> so nosy. I'm so nosy. <laughs> Ashton's phone just started ringing, <laughs> vibrating on the table. Um, no, the earth is our playground. And that's, I think, also reminds me of inner child and mm. like just having fun, adventuring, exploring. exploring. Spontaneous. Spontaneity. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're good at, I feel. Yeah. We, we're good at just doing things without thinking, really. Okay, I know it's lame again, but YOLO is honestly my favorite thing to say. <laughs> you actually do say I it say a YOLO lot. a lot. I live by it. Like, this is your one life. Go out, chase it. Exactly. Because, like we've said before, when you're 80, sitting on mm-hmm. the couch eating your nani bread, mm. you're going to be wishing you probably traveled a bit more because your scotch fingers, you know? dipping it into your tea, <laughs> doing some sewing. Oh, knitting. Yum, scotch fingers. They just had some. They asked you if you oh, wanted some. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full. Um, but yeah, also like when we're talking about traveling, this doesn't have to be extravagant traveling. Like it doesn't have to be like booking flights across the world. This can be just exploring where you live. And I also think COVID has been really good for that because I feel like a lot of people, especially us, we've been exploring Queensland more because we've been literally confined to Queensland. (laughs) Gone to Hamo four times this (laughs) this, uh, winter. Oh wait, no, sorry. This year. This year. Yeah. I've been, uh, I went once with mum on a beautiful trip to Qualia for her 50th. I love that my mom took me, like she paid for me to go on her so 50th. Good. That was a really fun little mother-daughter trip. And then I, we went on a trip to Airlie. Yeah. We went to Hamo for one day. And had you ever been to Hamo before that? No, never. By the way, Hamilton Island, if yeah. anyone's wondering. <laughs> and if you're international and you come to Australia when the world's normal again, definitely go. It's yeah. beautiful. It, looks like, it feels like Hawaii. And Greece mixed with a little bit of Greece. I don't really get those vibes. Like the islands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're out on the water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Hamilton Island itself kind of feels like the Truman Show. Yeah. Like everyone's driving around on these little like golf buggies <laughs> and like it's kind of like, hey, Bruce. Yeah. Hey, Sue. <laughs> hey, Lou. Sue and Lou's everywhere. And like people that work at one bar normally work at another hotel. They work at all of them because they're all employed. Like it's, it's all owned by like the one company or 
Well, I think for us, like we've also been really big on before we had money and like travel thoughts, we were big on road trips mm-hmm. and just doing little adventures like, you know, down to Byron mm-hmm. or like you'd be zipping down to Byron well, all the time. And that's how like I wanted to talk about how I guess our love for traveling started. Like mm-hmm. mine was definitely when I was in school, like I was so naughty when I got my because I went to school in Brisbane and like I just hated Brisbane so much and I would always try and get out on the weekends and I had this affinity for Byron Bay. This was like back in my like hippie days. Mm. Um, And I'd got my learner's plates, like I'd got my learner's for my car and I used to like don't do this. I'm not recommending this. We're in 23 now and I've been on my opens for a while so I'm just going to spill the tea. But (laughs) And mum knows about it. Um, (laughs) But I used to take my L plates off my car and I'd tell my mum that um, my friend who had her P plates was going to drive me with her to Byron. <laughs> but really, I just was driving myself <laughs> when I was 15 or not, 16 or yeah, whatever. 16. Naughty girl. I was 16. I'd drive myself to Byron for the weekend. I'd go stay with my friend Bridie and she'd take me to like all of the like locals parties. But I had no money. Like I would just literally like live out of my car and jump around people's houses. And like if we went to a party, I'd sleep in my car. Like <laughs> you just make it work, you know. If you want it bad enough. And just like, you know, it was a lot of YOLOing. I don't recommend doing that because I could have gotten in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I was a learner driver. I could have put other people in harm, but I made sure I, you know, stuck to the speed limit. It was very well behaved. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know the rules. You've got to do the test. You pass the test. You just don't have a lot of experience under your belt. Anyway, I don't know why I'm justifying you driving on your L's. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's how it started for me was doing little road trips on the weekend and meeting new people, exploring new places. And um, we do that all the time. And I feel like Bali was one of the main things that ignited that travel in us too. Like it was quite close and it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like overseas, overseas. Well, once we graduated from the little road trips and we're a bit older, when we actually started hanging out, I think we were both doing influencing work. And this is where we are extremely privileged with our work that – we can, you know, get trips compensated to promote and take images for these places for like promotional stuff. But we were pretty lucky with Bali. Not that in the start days, we didn't really get very much contra. No. We paid for a lot of where we went. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they'd only give you like a couple of nights. Like you'd only get, you know. Or like one night yeah, somewhere. And sometimes like, it'd be one night. You'd be literally, we'd have to move around like five oh, times in one trip. We, so most of our trips um, that we did when we were younger together, we... <laughs> <laughs> it was not calm. You're not like rocking up to one place and staying for like two weeks. We moved around a lot. If we, you know, weren't doing stuff for work, when we'd go, we would like, I'm queen of Airbnb, guys. Yeah. I could literally write a manual on how to find good places on Airbnb. Like people are always like, how are you finding all these cute places? Like I'm like an Airbnb troll. Mm. So I would find us just like cheap, affordable places that had good reviews. I don't think I've ever used any other booking sites by Airbnb, to be honest. Neither. But yeah, we would just find cheap places. We'd bounce around. And I think also getting like, if you're on a budget, trying to recruit like more friends is normally good because you can- Makes it cheaper. Chuck some people on the couch, squish three in a bed. Like there's always ways you can get crafty with it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I think as well, like kind of scoping out what cafes and restaurants you want to go to and kind of coming up with a budget beforehand because then once you're- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have never done that in our lives. I think I did. I used to a little bit when I when I was on a, on a stricter budget. I would have to allocate money to, especially when I went to LA. Well, doll, I'd that's ha- what we're doing now. Yeah, like, but I, I legit would be like, okay, I've literally got mm-hmm, five hundred dollars mm-hmm. for one week. 
for spending money. So I had to break it up in totally. transport, food, like if I want, didn't really have anything left to buy myself, anything's yeah. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think definitely like but like coming up with some mm-hmm. sort of budget and then splitting it up into the different categories for beforehand sure. because it's so easy to just get carried away. Oh my God. That's well, me when I was younger as well with traveling for work, I used to get carried away and it's stupid and I regret it. Like mm-hmm. I wish I had of budgeted a lot better and was a bit wiser with my money because even growing up I blew a lot of money on traveling and stupid purchases but Mm. also this is where there's a side to traveling where it's like I'm I'm actually okay with my money going there because it was a lot of experience-based things it wasn't really materialistic and um you know, but I think now we're older and wiser, mm. Lou, and we have a very exciting trip coming up. We do. Are we going to announce it? <laughs> well, like, I think we should. Well, yeah, may as well. I've been looking at flights today. I have been trolling Airbnb. <laughs> I've got like 20 tabs open on my laptop. Oh, can't wait to see them all. So if you follow me on the gram, you'd be knowing like I was, I've been talking about it, I think nonstop for like two years now about going back to this location. Oh, We're going to London, London baby. <laughs> Well, we're going for New Year's mm-hmm. um, and we're going to go for two weeks. We're going to go to Paris as well for a f- five days or something. Because I just can't not. It's my favourite city in the world. It's so beautiful. It's romantic. The boys are so sexy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like when I was there last time, two years ago, I was on Raya. Like I was with mum in, in Paris, but I just wanted to see who was there. So I was scroll- <laughs> scrolling on Raya. I was blown away by the by the lineup. Oh, their accents. I love a French accent. By the lineup. <laughs> Je parle un petit français. Ooh. I have to teach you a little bit of French. <laughs> Parlez-vous français. J'habite à, I used to say, j'habite à Brisbane on Australie. No. Australie? In Australia. Oh, is that how they say Australia? J'habite Australia. à Gold Coast. <laughs> Gold Coast. <laughs> so I love when you're saying it. It's like, bonjour, je m'appelle Ashton. <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Katia. Katty. Katty. Bonjour, je, je m'appelle Lou. <laughs> the Adventures of Sue and Lou. Oh, yes. Well, that's what's coming up. So, yeah, we're going to go. Well, this is how it all came about. So, earlier in the year, I was with my friend Izzy. Shouts, Izzy Gray. We were talking about, oh, my God, imagine if we could just – we both were dreaming of getting to London and I was supposed to move to London two years ago, right before COVID came and ruined our plans. Um, and we were talking and we were like, imagine if we could go to London for New Year's. And I thought it was like a pipeline dream. I was like, oh my God, can you just, it'll be cold and festive and like, I don't normally like the cold, but the idea of going anywhere else right now just sounds incredible to me. We were like, imagine that, the countdown and a in London city with these cute British boys and like in a completely different place. And we were like romanticizing it. And then last week she texted me and said, I've booked my flights to London New Year's. You better be coming. And I was like, no, how? Like, I was like, no, immediately. Like, how's that going to work? And then I was like, oh my God, you have so much fear built up around traveling again because you haven't done it in so long. Same. I was thinking not. And then I can't too soon. Too soon, too too soon. soon. Like two months. This was like two and a half months out. Which for us is a lot of time ahead of not what we normally plan uh-huh. before we travel. And so I like sat with the idea and I was like, I'm just going to look up flights. And I looked up flights. They're like reasonable for like a little economy trip over. And so then I started looking up Airbnbs and I was like, wait, this is a thing. I'm going to actually do this. And then 
I told you about it. And I honestly thought you were going to say no. I, I, at the start, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'd asked other friends before I asked you. Oh, I'm offended. I just thought you weren't going to come. Oh, well, you, I, I'm always a yes girl. I was mentally preparing to be going alone. When am I, when have I said no? I just thought, cause you're like, you've got your Chrissy plans and like it was your sister's birthday. And I was like, I really want to, if I'm going, it's for New Year's. Yeah. Like I'm doing three, two, one, woo, in London. <laughs> like it was a non-negotiable. No, I feel like if it wasn't for New Year's, then it would just kind of be a little bit less purposeful, but it's silly because like, obviously it's just a day. I know. It's just but one day like, of the year. You're like me. We, I romanticize New Year's. Like Same. the silliest little bitch in the world. Me too. Like the fireworks, the, the countdown, the kiss. One day we're going to kiss Who are each we other. Kiss? Probably each other. <laughs> let's hear it. No, come on. Let's have higher <clears throat> no. hopes for ourselves. The cutest British boy. Or boys. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. Um, and we'll give each other a little kiss, obviously. Yeah. Wow, we're getting really off track in this, but also no purpose here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we actually haven't booked flights yet. No, we're <laughs> doing gone. that in the next couple of days. But I've just been putting my feelers out to my friends in London, letting everyone know the Sue and the Lou are coming in. and I've never been to London before. And so – the purpose of this trip for us is kind of like, because we're moving to Oh, London yeah, you guys don't year. know that either. <laughs> we're moving to London in like hopefully like around April. Yeah, so we're planning a move to live there for a few months next year and Ashton's never been to London. No. So I thought it'd be really good to show her probably the worst time to be showing you London because it's going to be Freezing. like actually a blizzard. The sun goes down at like four in the afternoon. Oh, really? That early? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I was on the phone to G today. She's like, sun goes down at 4.20, boo. It's dark. <gasps> Shit. I was like, okay. Like, I'm fine with that because I also, I've seen the side of London in the summer when it's like beautiful and fun and, but the winter is a bit grim, but we're not going to be living there in winter anyway. So, no. but we're going to go, we're going to explore some suburbs to figure out where we want to live. And then we're moving mm. to LA after that. Yeah. Once we can get a visa sorted, because that's a whole other. Oh, yeah. But anyways, back on to travel. We, um, it is, it's weird now with COVID easing. It's, I had so much fear about flying again. Me too. But, but it's so weird because this whole time we've both been going, oh, we just want to get out of here. We just want to travel. And then as soon as the opportunity is presented to us, we seriously like, it's like when we went into lockdown and, yeah. and then we, we got told lockdowns lifted and you got to like, socialize no. again. I was like, I have social anxiety and I've never had uh-huh. social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm such like a social person. It's really weird. So if anyone's feeling that anxiety about like the world going back to normal or traveling again, I think what I reminded myself when I had that like fear come up about it and I was like, oh, I don't even know. Like I'm so scared to get on a long haul flight again um, because it is quite daunting. Like 24 hours on a plane traveling by yourself, if that's mm. what you're doing, it, it's it's a lot. But I just reminded myself like, okay, you used to do that all the time, number mm. one. And secondly, boo, you've been locked up. Mm-hmm. You have, you've been not wasting your youth, but at times I really felt upset. I was like, I'm in my 20s. Yeah. This is when I'm supposed to be being dumb and reckless overseas, yeah. making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> to learn from so that I'm better in my 30s. Uh-huh. Or having amazing experiences, you know. So I just, I remind myself of that, like, you've been, we've been here for two years. and Also, humans are really, really adaptable. So mm-hmm. I think that that's like a big realization is going, holy crap, look how easily we adapted to that situation. And we were dreading that situation, mm-hmm. being in lockdown, not being allowed to socialize. Like we hated it, but it's like you become so adaptable without mm-hmm. even realizing That's it's such like a good you, point. Yeah. We all did become very adaptable in mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. I, 
I loved moments of COVID Same. and being and not you know being stuck here. Like as I said, it was so beautiful to explore Australia more and like just have some more downtime mm. and you know spend time with whoever you lived with. It certainly made me appreciate like where we live definitely tenfold. I was like, I wouldn't want to be stuck anywhere else. Like so lucky, but now I'm like, okay, I want to see the world. Yeah, what else is out Time's there? Ticking. What have we? Mi- what's changed in the past two years? What has changed? A lot, probably, because a lot's changed here. I know, and I feel for all the you know restaurants and businesses mm. overseas that would have really struggled. Like I really hope that the tourism can really get back to normal. Oh, it will, surely. I feel like the world's going to go crazy. I think it's going to be mental. Yeah. That's also why I'm keen to kind of get out soon because I'm like before it gets too bonkers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Before the world is just like busy everywhere again. It'll be so cool though. But like this is, it's reminded me also why I love travel and I think also how much we've both learned and grown as people because of traveling. And Mm -hmm. you talk to like, you know, if you talk to your mom, your aunties or cousins as well, like I feel like that's a lot of where people have their aha moments or they yeah. find what they're passionate about yeah. or they meet their soulmate yeah. or they meet friends for life. And um, they learn about themselves so much when you travel. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. And that's one thing that we really, really want to touch on is the mm-hmm. fact that travel is so glorified on the internet. Like yeah. people are only showing the best parts of it. They're not showing oh. the fact that you have to walk up about 20 million stairs <laughs> in Italy. suitcases. Oh, my God. And like the transport, everything is so different. The language where, barriers. The language barriers. The just... The, um, the safety aspect of yeah, places. Different like uh, cultural things are like being appropriate mm, in different yeah. places. And also uh, when you lose your fucking passport oh. and you have to get stranded. Like I lost my passport when we were all on our like big one month Euro trip. And that set me back. I, oh my God, the money that was spent on that and just also like missed, you know, missed all my time in Italy. And yeah. tr- that, that one, that was so stupid. My passport passport got stolen from the airport but I was also very hungover and probably didn't have my wits about myself Mm -hmm. when we're in Nice oh you have to have your wits about yourself when you travel that taught me so much patience and I think you know you don't see all those fumbles when people travel but like it's that's what happens and that's why it's such an amazing um travel is such an amazing tool for self-development and Mm. growth because you literally can't sweat the small stuff no because it's so much shit always happens. Yeah, it's, you you can't go into it expecting that it's just going to run smoothly. Like things are going to go wrong. Like Will and I missed so many. I remember we rocked up a day early to like <laughs> this like train ticket. We had to get new train tickets and then therefore we couldn't get our car, our hire car for a day because it was booked for the next day. And like or just you muck up one thing and it really can be a bit of a domino effect. I will never forget this moment um, when we were in New York for that. We did LA, you, me, Yaz, Sarah, yeah. and then we went to New York. And this trip was crazy. It was like such a fun girls trip. So fun. We were going out, eating dinners, having fun. But we, I don't know what happened in New York. We did not sleep. No. I had the worst insomnia uh-huh. this whole trip. I was so out of it. And I can't remember what happened, but the night before our flight, where did you go? Remember Yaz and I caught a flight back to Australia? Maybe you were on a separate flight. Oh, why was I on a separate? Oh, because you guys were going maybe back to Sydney and I was going to Brisbane maybe. Yeah, but we, I don't remember what happened, but we were, Yaz and I were running really late to our flight and it was New York, 
Oh, that's right. There was a delay. So we were flying from New York to Dallas to then get that flight Dallas to Sydney. It's like it was the longest flight in the world at the time. And I'll never forget this moment of our flight being delayed. Yaz and I are literally sweating it on that flight from New York to Dallas. We're like, we're going to miss our flight. We're going to miss our flight. It's going to be the last one. And like, we were so tired. We had not slept, or at least I had not slept that entire week. We're in New York. I just like got hit with insomnia. I don't even know what happened to me. <laughs> I'll never forget this moment. We get off, off, we land in Dallas and we run to the flight attendant. We go, we need to get off the flight first. We need to run. We need to run. Like we're, our flight's leaving in literally five minutes, like our connecting flight. I'm never, I had, you know how I travel not lightly and I had this <laughs> massive carry-on bag that weighed 5 million tons and Yaz and I are running through this terminal, running, crying, tears coming down both of our faces. We're <laughs> sobbing and running and I'm like, my feet hurt. I had fucking big Doc, Ma- Doc Martens on and we're sprinting and we just make it to the flight that held it for us. And we get on the flight and we are just pissing ourselves. We, we didn't think we were going to make it. But what about your suitcases? How did they get them there? They quickly, they they held the plane and they quickly got them transferred Jeez. over. Something happened. I was going, Archangel Michael, please get us on this flight. <laughs> like, But you know when you're just so overtired and you're so stressed? Like it was so embarrassing if you saw us running through the airport crying and like I'm, I look dumb when I run as well. Like. <laughs> wobbling holding this bag it was I know it doesn't sound that funny but like it was a moment to be there and it was hilarious we sit down and we the lady's like do you like a champagne (laughs) do you remember when I thought I didn't check in online and I had carry-on only and I (laughs) I was running Gold Coast Airport quite recently when we went to um oh where do we go I think we went to Sydney or something I don't remember. Oh, and yeah. I was like running and I was like. <laughs> and you checked, you had to check in your bag Sammy's, for you. Sammy's event, I think it was for. Oh, yeah. And the you one mile. Put, yeah. And I put your bag in on my, in, under mine. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the best thing I ever did in this life was, guys, make sure if you fly a lot, sign up and become a member because mm. like, like I'm a Qantas girl through and through, but having like a gold membership or like I'm up to platinum now. God bless. That's so good because they really do treat you well and they'll hold they'll hold things for you and you mm. get more luggage in. I use the points all the time to buy flights. Like you end up saving a lot of money. This is not promo, by the way. It's just I've actually saved so much money using points for flights. Or I book friends' flights yeah. on my points. Frequent flyer points. Upgrade. It's actually really good. No, they do treat you really well. They make sure you're looked after. Yeah, having platinum has saved my life. You can use the lounge when you're traveling long haul flights. Like, So can you like just say, can I buy a platinum membership or do you have no, to? No, oh, you have I mean, to maybe, build it up. Maybe you can. I'm not sure, but it's normally you build it up. But you know how like when you book a flight and you can like put in your, your frequent, flyer. frequent flyer, it's actually so worth it. Like yeah. I genuinely think that saved me. And I mean, I probably am spending a lot of money on flights, but it saved me so much money. Yeah, you get the reward in return. You can use the points for stuff or you can link your credit card to get points as well. Money saving tips right here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting a few throughout this episode. Also, shout out to Qantas if you ever feel like… <laughs> Um, an ambassador. The, an ambassador. I uh, am here. Please slide into my DMs. I don't know what that voice is. Me trying to seduce it's your the flight Qantas. attendant voice. Welcome to this flight. Exits at the rows at the back. We would be the funniest flight attendants. Can you imagine? Hi guys, it's Sue and Lou here. <laughs> Could I please have your attention for just one moment? <laughs> Put your mask on before helping others. <laughs> Wow, that was good. I feel like that voice is like <clears throat> kind of sexy. Kind of sexy. Us with like our hair slicked back. back. Will your hair slick back right now? Yeah. 
red lippy on. Red lippy. I have so much respect for flight attendants. I don't know how they do it. I was going to be when I got through to like the second last round to be I a flight attendant. I could see you as a flight attendant. And then I You'd was have like, a big chit chat with everyone. Uh, honestly, I pulled out because I my arms were too like spaghetti arms to lift the suitcases. <laughs> I was like, let's be realistic. I can't lift suitcases. Oh my God. Can't help people. Yeah, I don't know how flight attendants do it. Like traveling somewhere and dealing with jet lag is one thing. They have to like- pop around the place and I don't like I don't even know but Plus, they my skin would dry out like a bloody apricot oh my god can we just talk about all the things flights do to oh. your body and your belly and your, yeah, your belly your skin the belly I'm always so swollen and bloated and Same. my ankles swell up blocked <laughs> blocked up I always get a pimple on my chin that's really weird why <laughs> I'm offended <laughs> Like what, one reoccurring pimple that visits you every time well, you fly? I just feel like it always pops up around my chin area. Let's call it Alfred, Alfred the pimp. Oh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of like fun, crazy, like oh my God. T- stories, you know? Let's give them a little bit of juiciness. Where shall we begin? Well, okay, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh God, what is it? I was just going to... Uh, I don't know. There's too many. Um, there's Coachella. There's New York. There's how much tea are you wanting to spill? I know that's what I was like. So I was booked to go to New York Fashion Week with my manager a few years ago, mm-hmm. and this was when Ashton. You were living with me, weren't you? No, <clears throat> no, no, not yet. I had just decided I was going to move to Sydney, but we were in Bali, and I remember I was just. Me and Jerome were on the rocks and mm. um, we. I decided to break up with him and then this is when you proposed this idea. So here's me with my spontaneous last-minute ideas, <laughs> as always. Um, I was going to New York with my manager and I was like, oh, like I really want a friend to come because I, I was going for quite a while, I think. I was going to New York and L.A. for work. I was doing lots of yeah. work meetings and I was like, it would be so fun if someone would come with me. And Ashton at the time was madly in love with this boy that she'd <laughs> known for most of her life and he was living in New York and she just never shut up about him. And I was thinking, oh, God, this is the one for her. And I'm being the biggest romantic in the world. I was like, look, why don't you come with me? You, I'll pay for your stuff. You pay me back later and you can come and help me like shoot some content. I like just phrased it as this, like come help me. But really I just wanted a friend there and I wanted you to like fall in love. <laughs> so lo and behold, we like get this flight to New York. That was the, I think my favorite flight in the world. Same. It was so easy. Like we woke up and we were like in New York and we were just like, how did we get here? We were just, us flying together is so fun. I don't know what happens. We just like, we get in this weird mood and we're just like, eh. we just like chat and giggling and like, because it's so exciting. We were so excited. Remember that landing in New York and it was freezing cold. And it was just so, oh, it was so exciting. It's also freezing cold in here, outside. note. I know. That's I why I'm wearing a jumper. Um, and we we get out, we got off the plane and, and you continue. <laughs> I'm so excited thinking about it. We checked into the hotel and like we weren't, we were de- dealing really well with the jet lag. Like I remember not having jet lag this trip. I don't remember. Really? Not at all. I do. Couldn't have told you where we stayed. Holy moly. Anyways. Basically, Carts was there for fashion week um, mainly. So I then met up with this guy, this person that I was 
I told him, I'm like, I'm coming over to New York. And he's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. So we, yeah, we met up for coffee and then we went out. He came and met us um, at this bar, this Mexican bar, was no, it? No, it was that little, it's this little restaurant in Soho, I think, or somewhere near Soho called Lolita. Lolita. And it's this little underground restaurant. It's all pink. It's the tiniest. It's probably literally as big as this podcast yeah. room. It was miniature. Yeah. And we went and I think it was Italian. I think it was an Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. I just, I don't, look. It was a blur because we got so drunk. Yeah, we got really drunk. I don't remember eating. We didn't eat. I feel like we just were drinking like margaritas or something or I don't even know what we were doing. Shots. Shots. And your mans came. And I ran up to him. I hadn't <gasps> seen him in like years. And I just run up to him and I just jump on him and start kissing him like right oh away. <laughs> and then we just couldn't stop. Remember, we couldn't stop kissing. We were sitting at the table hooking up and everyone's like, can you guys like stop. I don't remember. I think we I was just, just so couldn't. drunk and giddy. I was excited for you. I was like literally like, oh my God, this is finally happening because we'd been talking on and off for like over 10 years. So it was just like this build up of like, oh, I mean, we'd kissed once before, but then yeah, we ended up going out to a club Young, that night. Yeah. So we, we go to this club and he brings some of his friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi's like, Hello. friend for Cardi, please. So then we're like with my manager at the time, you, me, Amelie was there, my friend Amelie, who was living in New York. And we go to this club and it was like, I was underage. I had my fake ID, I I think. think you borrowed my sister's ID. I borrowed your sister's ID. Yes, because I was underage. And so we got into the club and then uh, look at me just exposing all my illegal (laughs) activities. But also like, come on, let's be real. We've all done it. Um, This club was packed wall to Like it was a bit intense. Like it was full on. But I was flirting with the friend and we were all having a fun time and Lou's downstairs getting pinned against a wall. Oh my God. He picked me up and pushed me up against the wall and we're just hooking up and it was so hot. Living a New York dream, to be honest. Then Um, we all went back. We went back to where the boys were living and we both. (laughs) (laughs) One thing led to another and we were both doing the walk of shame. We fully did the walk of shame. Like it was bad. Like we were like hair scruffed. Makeup on from the night before. But we all And then we went straight to breakfast to that cafe. We didn't even go home. Bluestone Lane, baby. We were springing our step. I was very tired. Yeah. And like. Yeah, that was a funny, so much fun, spontaneous, no expectations. Like that's that's the best thing to have is like don't really plan it too much. We never, Ashton, that's the thing. I think like anything I, even with like this upcoming London trip, no expectations because like it's going to be freezing. Maybe it's going to be shit. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's just literally like a case study trip to see where we want to live or it could be and it probably will be. Absolutely iconic. Iconic, like. But we don't ever plan too much. Is that maybe bad that we don't? We go with the flow, but we're very lucky because we (laughs) seem to have friends Mm. in the places we go to. I think if you do know people to the countries or cities you're traveling to, you're going to get a better experience. You're going to get a more local experience. If you don't know people and you're planning an itinerary based Mm. off like maybe the tourist things you're finding online, it's a completely different experience. Well, and I think we're so lucky now with Instagram and stuff. Yeah. because when I tra- when I was younger and I traveled a lot by myself for work, I didn't know anyone. Mm-mm. I literally had to make friends and I actually did that by meeting up with people that I'd l- become friends with on Instagram. Yeah. Like, which is scary, but I ended up making friends for life and people I'm still friends with. Like Amelie and I mm. met on Instagram. Really? She's like, 
literally my sister. Um, So that's a really good way, linking with people on Instagram or looking up. Like Bumble BFF. Bumble BFF was one that that, that you could do that. Like there's so many apps now that can help or even if you put – Maybe like I used to also put Raya like or a dating mm. profile on friends only and yeah. you can open it to girls and guys. Like there's – you got to get crafty. But yeah. meeting people in the places you're at is how you're going to have a really good experience. And Agreed. staying in touch with friends that you make overseas is so key. Like yeah. um, last time I was in London, like I met up with G and, you know, now we're going to stay with her yeah. and like she's going to show us around for New Year's and like – she'll get so excited when you like so go visit exciting. each other. It's so yeah. exciting and just so nice maintaining those friendships and like yeah, but Instagram's so helpful. Yeah, so so helpful. Um, but that that can be daunting when you're going to a new place and you don't know anyone. But you just got to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, introduce yourself to people when you're out. Ask yeah. for people's numbers or Instagrams. And it's gonna naturally happen when you're out. And I mean, if you're open to it, like some people, are, you know, are a bit weird with meeting people. But I think if you're open and you have that energy of like, hey, like, what's your name? Where are you totally. from? Totally. Plus, if you have a different accent, people are gonna be kind of like, oh, Australia. Also, people Australia. love Aussies. I don't know why they yeah. love our accents. We're use great. It, use it to your advantage. I think we sound absolutely <laughs> terrible, but like, there's some pretty tragic. Bogan, and we drop into those Bogan accents we sometimes can get for so show. bad. For show, for show, for show. God, I mean, like we've had you know other fun, spontaneous moments at Coachella where you got to get crafty sometimes if you want to have the real experience. <laughs> no, you got to get, you got to get. What's the word? Persistent. You got to be persistent. Sometimes. Party is great to travel with because she, <laughs> if she wants something, she gets it, and she just takes you under her wing and. The Leo in her comes out and she's got her little children around her and she little miss. <laughs> Can we just get my little miss in to this party, please, as well? Like, I don't know what comes over me, but, like, I can be very good at negotiating. And do you remember there was the Neon Carnival after party? I don't know if you were there, but I was with Sammy. I don't think you were there, but it was – there was a massive crew of us and Bondi Sands was sponsoring this – big party at Coachella called Neon Carnival that's like a really notorious like after party kind of thing and I'd never been I'd always wanted to go it was like this cool thing that I'd heard about Mm. and it was like this so exclusive like how do I go to Neon Neon Carnival Neon Festival whatever and Sammy's like oh Bondi Sands said they're putting us on the list and giving us tickets we get there no one's on the list like (gasps) when we're all freaking out we're like in the middle of whoop whoop there's like barely any Ubers and we want to get inside we need to get inside like it, it has to happen you know so I don't remember how we ended up making it happen, but we were just sweet talking. Were you, the people. Did you have proof of conversations? I don't I don't even remember at this point because we were at the end of the fest. We were all pretty blind yeah, at true, this point. True. But I just remember like we either like snuck past and got in or we spoke to someone and negotiated with them or something. But that's one thing like with I guess maybe like festivals or travel or LA. Like I feel like if you're just persistent and you talk to the right people, you just put your best foot forward – you know, ask, you know, get. Exactly. In life, ever. <clears throat> also, uh, definitely ac- having the accent helps, I feel. You can kind of be like, I'm not from here. Like, this is my only chance. Like, just really play the whole, like, tourist card. And I feel like also just kind of feel sorry for you a little taking bit. Taking big YOLOs, like, at that same fe- at Neon Carnival, Yvette and Mon ended up backstage, sorry, getting backstage and then going on stage and dancing with Paris Hilton. Like it was, you just like weasel your way into yeah. things. You just like take a leap of faith. Don't yeah. be scared. Don't play by the rules. Like yeah. there's so many situations where if you just do that, like us, we got into all these like other after parties, like the Moschino after party. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. 
I was, we were at the Moschino after party and um, we were in the VIP area and Katy Perry was there talking to this guy. And then she walked away and I didn't realize it was her, but this guy turns around and he was wearing this epic outfit. And I was like, oh my God, your outfit's so cool. It turns out it was Jeremy Scott. He was hosting the after party with Moschino. Jeremy Scott's like a famous fashion designer who was literally the host of the party. And I'm like, walked right up and I had all my face paint on, like so hippie. And I'm like, oh my God, your outfit is so cool. Like just so cringe of me. And everyone's like, Cuddy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Going up to Jeremy Scott, like stop. (laughs) Emrata was there. Everyone Mm. was there. You love Emrata. I love Emrata. She's an icon. But anyways, <laughs> there was lots of situations like that, which yeah. I'm sure so many people have their like, you know, funny little Coachella stories. But I think that's the best thing about traveling though. It's like everything, it's it's the unknown. It's like anything could happen. Like Fake it till you make it was literally our motto at Coachella. Oh, for sure. Boo, we weren't on the list for any of those parties. I know. This was like way back. You have to know people. Yeah, Amelie helped get us into yeah. John Boy, yeah. the tattoo artist. He was kind of helping us get in places. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And you've got that anxiety. I, I remember driving out into the middle of the desert thinking I could probably not get in tonight, but we're going to do our absolute best. You just walk up with confidence to the bouncers, to the people on the door, and you be- you act like you belong there. Actually, that happened. Remember at the Revolve party that we went to and um, our names were supposed to be on the list and they weren't. And then Josh ended up knowing the oh my God. the guy. Uh, and then Starina, yo. Yeah, whoever. and then he got us in. Yes. And um, Kenny was next to us and all that crew. Oh, my God, all of them. Yeah. Oh, funny times. So we could keep going on about some of our travel stories. I mean, the only other funny ones I can think of is just Oh, you weren't there. Sell Croatia when we went to. Oh, you went to Stari Grat, Island or whatever. We went to this club on some island and Tom got drugged. Yeah. And we had to get him somehow, this tall, six foot whatever man, onto this little dinghy boat and scurried off back into the sea to find where our like boat was parked in the middle of nowhere. That was hilarious. And like swimming till the sun rose and like little moments like that. Yeah. Really fun. Very spontaneous. Very naughty. The hangovers hurt. Oh, especially because you know you're in a place where you don't, like, you're not familiar with, so you've got to, like, figure out, okay, we got to go to break. Everything's just so much more effort. Yeah. Um. So I think it was on our second episode I asked you guys for – I asked Lou what a Brandon Burst opinion or I think someone – I asked what your thoughts on Kentucky Tours were or yeah. you asked me what my thoughts on Kentucky yeah. Tours were. Yeah. And so we asked you guys what – some of your most funny stories from Kentucky to <laughs> We haven't, like, we've only read through one or two and then we, like, stopped ourselves and said, like, let's just react to them organically. Blind react. Because I was cackling okay. after one of them. Take it away, Lou, with our first story. Okay. So. Yeah, thank you for sending in so many funny Insta DMs. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's entertainment. Kentucky okay. story number <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> this is a random – should we say who from? Yeah. Okay, so this uh, this one's from name. Phoebe and she said, Randy <laughs> – <laughs> random Kentucky story from a colleague of mine. He was on a Kentucky guide running out of the Netherlands in the late 90s, early 1000s, uh, 2000s, early <laughs> 1000s. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had much sleep last night. And um, – their favorite story to date was about the Aussie guy who went missing out on out 
in Rotterdam and ended up falling asleep somehow on a docked fishing trawler. The trawler went out to sea in the morning with him asleep somewhere. Little did he know it was heading out to the Norwegian Sea for two weeks. (laughs) The police, Aussie um, Embassy and Kentucky were searching for him for weeks. Then he turned up in a Kentucky hostel back in the Netherlands two weeks later (laughs) with 25 new Dutch friends and the ability to work in a fishing boat. (laughs) 500 euro for the work. He did on the boat. <laughs> My jaw the whole time was like hitting the floor as you kept going. He fell asleep on a trawler, worked on it, came back, <laughs> made some money. The embassy looking for him and everything. Like no one could find him. His oh, poor family. Imagine calling the son like your son's gone missing and he comes back and he's like, guys, I'm fine. I just made some dosh. Far out. Oh, that's a good one. That's funny. Funny. That's the one I kept laughing at. People seriously get themselves into some weird <laughs> situations. I know. Okay. Kentucky story number two. <laughs> In Amsterdam. Oh, this is from Samantha. In Amsterdam, I tried a hash brownie, never having tried marijuana before. I didn't know that it would take some time for me to feel anything. Here we go. So after our 15-minute tram ride back to the hotel, our group decided to try a pre-roll joint. On weed on weed, boo. <gasps> Last thing I remember, I turned the light switch off, which was next to my bed in our hotel room. Next thing, the fire alarm is going off. In my super stoned state, I thought that turning the light switch off set the alarm, set off the fire alarm. Screaming and running around our hotel room, I started to flick all the light switches on and off. And on and off, my roommate, which I had known for one day, told me to calm down. I ran out of our room wearing nothing but a basketball singlet and a G-string, G-string screaming, I'm sorry for setting the alarm off. Turns out it wasn't my fault and five hours had passed since I went to sleep. Great start to our 20-day tour. Oh, no. Way to make an impression on everyone. Oh, no. She's, she'd forever been known as the, like, girl that got high and wigged out wigged out she wigged out poor doll she's super stoned and she thinks that she put from the one button she pressed that her the alarm's going off oh no that's what that's what she thought and the alarm didn't go off at all she got super stoned no she's gotten super stoned she's laid down to turn the light off to go to bed oh, and, and she's thought off. at the same time the alarm has gone off <laughs> so just perfect coincidence she's thought in her magical powers that she set the alarm off of the whole building and she's running around <laughs> pressing everyone's light switches. <laughs> God bless Samantha. Oh, too good. That's <clears throat> I hate that feeling though. Like, oh, you'd be wigging out. Ew. This is a funny one. Not funny, but like kind of iconic. Um, oh, no, this is cute. Victoria, Kentucky story number four. four. Um, from Victoria, <laughs> she goes, I'm Switzerland. The guy, I think she means in Switzerland. in Switzerland, in Switzerland, the guy that I was making out with went back to his, we went back to his room, brought the mattress blankets and pillows onto the balcony. We had sex in the open. Many people saw three years later, we're now dating. Oh my God. <laughs> Why would they do that? If people could see they live in life on the edge, Lou, Bloody hell. a little bit of public, little public display of sex, sex. <laughs> Sexual intercourse. Wow. That's like kind of iconic that they're dating now. That's cute. On the Kentucky. I love yeah. that he was just like, I'm bringing the bed outside. Like, let's go. Like, the bed inside wasn't good enough for them. Yeah. Maybe it was a balmy, warm summer night and they wanted to feel the breeze on their skin. This is the thing about traveling. I feel like you just do things out of like, 
You just do things out of your comfort zone. Something else takes over. You're like, no one here knows me. Yes. No one is, you know, I don't know. You want to maximize on the experience. So you'll do anything to just get that extra, like, I high. feel like being on a Kentucky tour is equivalent to being in the Big Brother house. Yeah. Like, it's a little mini world that you're living in. Yeah. There's all these dynamics and different, mm-hmm. you know, relationships and things going on. Like, you're I feel stuck like with them for a certain everything would time. feel very heightened. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like, it's kind of making me want to go on one. I know. We'd be having fun on a Contiki. I always wanted to go on one. I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one, Lou. I've got another one. Okay. Contiki story number five. Five. From Thailand. I think her name's Thailand. This is funny. I was on a Contiki in Santorini, Greece. We went out to a club one night and a friend of mine met a Greek guy. He did not speak English very well. <laughs> the end of the night came and they were trying to figure out where they would go to have sexy time. Lol. We were in a dorm room of 10 people, so it was obvious not to come back with her. He told her in broken English that he had five sisters and they couldn't go back to his. Their plan was to get a hostel for the night, so we parted ways. In the morning, she arrived at breakfast looking absolutely disheveled. She told us they couldn't find a place to stay, so they had sex in a donkey stable. That is so Greek of them. (laughs) And both passed out there afterwards. She literally woke up with hay all through her hair and her clothes stunk of donkey pee. Honestly, the highlight of our trip. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Honestly, mood. Got to do what you got to do to get the D, to get the D done. The adventurous overseas international D. <laughs> but hopefully not laced with STDs, D. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, like, uh, advise you wear protection. Yes. Please. You don't yeah. want any naughties, but that is so funny. How do you end up in a donkey stable? That's desperate times. It is. But, you but know, to fall asleep there. I mean, sometimes you get tired after. <laughs> but, like, to fall asleep there. Yeah, it is pretty. In the hay. <laughs> oh, my God, I could not. I could not. Not comfy. Actually, it could be. Hay oh, no, is itchy. Itchy, itchy. It'd be so itchy. Yeah. I mean, they probably wanted to cuddle all night and they couldn't do that anywhere. You know? I don't know if they're cuddling, doll. I think they were doing a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think that's all the good ones. I feel like. We could go. We could do this for a lot longer, but um, I think we're we're on we're on wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We're coming to the end. <sighs> I always fucking forget random burst opinion. Oh shit. Okay, Lou, it's random burst opinion time. Okay. We're so bad at pre pre planning it. I know we always forget about it. What's your thoughts on having sex on the beach? <laughs> I've got this song, sex on, on the, the beach, beach, playing in the sand, just you and me. That came oh, to my head. So I was, I was singing, like, sex on the beach. No, <laughs> you're like, move your body. Ashton's like bopping along with me as if she knows the song. It's a great um, song. Look, <laughs> don't really want sand in my bits. <laughs> okay, but like you're tipsy. It's literally, it's no, a summer, actually, it's a balmy, again, a hot balmy night. The the wind is blowing through your hair. You're flirting with this guy and you're like both just like you're making out and you're like, should we just run away from the group and go, you know, for a little stroll on the beach and <laughs> get it on? You know what's coming to my mind? What? Is that scene from Gossip Girl with Dan and Serena when they go down to the beach and they have sex. <gasps> Wait, I don't remember that part. Yeah, and then they sleep on the beach overnight and oh, it's so cute and they wake up. When they're, when they're in the Hamptons. Yeah, in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it could be really romantic not so much like a like I think a one night standing I don't know but like it depends it depends it depends (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I, 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 I have almost done it before. It's fun. I think it's like spontaneous fun. Yeah. It has to be with the right person that you're not like, you know, whatever. That's just fun and spontaneous. Could they bring a towel? <laughs> can, you, can you bring a towel and some wet ones for me to clean up on afterwards? <laughs> you just jump in the ocean, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, oh, so yeah, don't mind it. Um, my quick burst opinion is so funny. <laughs> what do you think about those teeth diamantes? <laughs> Teeth jewels. I wanted one so bad you? in high school. Yeah, this girl Brie, I know she had one, and it, she, it, everyone was obsessed with it, and everyone wanted to get one, and I was this close to getting oh one. Oh my god! Thank God I didn't. Let's get them in London. Oh, you would no, never do it now. I would it's, never. it's so me of that's such a me thing to do. I know. I I thought of it and thought I, I would so get my teeth bejeweled. Yeah, I'll do it in London. Let's get some grills, some bling what, on what my side. Would you get it on? I don't know, all of them? <laughs> no, like just like one. Yeah, get one. I get it here. Yeah. A little bling. Underneath your little beauty mark. I would get one. Er. <laughs> like, well. In fact, I feel like sometimes it looks like. It can look tacky sometimes. Or really quirky and cool girl. I yeah. feel like anything goes in London. I mean, that's when I got my pink slut strands. If you're going to get it in Lon- uh, anywhere, it's it's going to be London. Watch me move or New to York. London. And probably dye my whole head pink. Like, I think that will be the time for me to do it. May as well. Then chop it off short like Dora. <laughs> then, then it's my Dora era. Yeah. <laughs> Go to LA and be Dora. <laughs> With your pink shirt. <laughs> my backpack. <laughs> okay, right, guys. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, review, share, rate, rate, whatever the things are. I know. We're dreading it for you, but it really does help us. It does help. And as if you don't want to hear us every week, you I get a little ping on your phone when we post a new podcast. <laughs> Then one hour of our voices. This was fun. This was a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> it's like raining outside. I'm going to go home, put on some netties, make some dinner. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. I'm going to have an early night. <sighs> yeah. You say so. that. I say that. Anyways, we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you. See Bye. you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.